Hi there, welcome to Motherhood, Mental Health and Me. I'm your host, Jeanette Binion, and today I'm going to talk about how to help your children self-regulate, deal with tantrums and help the children calm down. And um, I've read a really interesting article by Child Mind Institute, which I'll share some of the points, which I think are really, really fascinating. But basically, this ability to for children to self-regulate um, or their ability to sort of manage their emotions, manage behavior, can be based on a couple of things. One, it's dependent on their temperament or their personality. So there might there are some children who are just more prone to finding this really difficult. Maybe they're super sensitive at bath time or it's just a bit more difficult for them to manage their emotions. And then the other part of this equation is that is this is actually a learned behavior. So this is a skill which can be taught. They can become better and better. And parents can provide an environment to help do this. So instead of, for example, if your child is in a situation where they're feeling frustrated or they're feeling angry and tantrums about to blow up a parent could either just soothe them to calm them down or the parent could sort of give in to the tantrum and the challenge with doing this all the time is that this doesn't help the child develop the skill internal skill to be able to deal with frustration and anger and these emotions so what um, this article shows is that it's actually better for the parent to sort of provide a scaffold or scaffolding for them so when they're faced with a challenging situation and their frustration and their anger it's better for the parent to come alongside the child to encourage them through it and sort of break down the problem small bite-sized problems so the child can give it a go and work at it and stick in it so whether it's a challenge getting out the door for school so maybe instead of expecting them to do the whole routine by themselves, maybe say, okay, tomorrow we need you to get you brush your teeth by this time or toothpaste on the toothbrush by this time. And once that, sec- once that bit's done, tick, we need you down on the down eating breakfast or whatever you eat breakfast or whatever your routine is by this time. So it's the whole schedule, but you're going to break it down in bite-sized pieces to get through or if there's a problem with school homework maybe it's just okay we're gonna we're gonna tackle the first problem we're gonna stand by you and encourage you you work through the first problem and then leave them to work through the rest and then come back I mean for example I think I do this innately quite a lot with my child because um, there will be so many opportunities for the children to deal with frustration as there are in life and I guess the solution isn't to run away or to go away from this, but actually to press in, to press into this because it's an opportunity for growth, even though it can be really frustrating. So just keep encouraging your children in every step of the way and it will help build their internal ability to self-regulate and manage their emotions and their behavior when they face difficult times without you. That's one thing which I just think is just fantastic. Um, so another a part of this helping your children with tantrums or helping them to self-regulate is, is actually how do you help them calm down? So there's a few techniques on how you can help them bec- not have explosive behavior. I've read a lot of books, some of them I've already referenced before. And just an overview, for me, my parenting journey, my realization was that actually if I treat my child as I would an adult, 
as opposed to just an extension of me, then I will give her a lot more time and respect than I would do if I wasn't seeing her as a person, as someone who's with feelings, like I would consider them a bit differently. So I encourage us to consider our children in in all these things. So you know what's interesting is obviously it's it's quite important to to model managing difficult feelings so if you're if you've got a way of dealing with your frustration then however you deal with your frustration is how your children will learn how to deal with their frustration so there might be like oh if you've got a feeling 1 to 10 and you're feeling frustrated you can rank how, how frustrated are you you know emotions can kind of creep up on you and maybe you can depending on the age of your child educate your child that you can use this scheme sort of one to ten to kind of to kind of create a space for the child to reflect on how they're feeling how angry are they is this a four are they a seven is this a six I think this is more for maybe older children but I thought this was a really good scale and this might be something that I might implement um, as my child grows older, but it's really this using this sort of scale to kind of help the child identify how intense their emotions are is an opportunity for the child to pause and notice how they're feeling. And this pausing and notice how you're feeling is reflection. It's awareness, self-awareness that we're teaching them. And it is this opportunity to be able to manage emotions. Um, another tip is to validate their feelings. I mean, this one, even at 15 months, I see that's a non-judgmental way of making the child feel understood. Um, so it is really powerful. And I've seen this, as I said, pre-verbal children, I've seen them calm down by validating their feelings. Really do pay attention to your child's body language. I listen to my children's, their breathing, be attuned to their body language, their facial expressions, so that you can just tune in to see how they're feeling. And when you're validating their feelings, especially if they're older, saying, I know you must feel angry, or you can say, is that right? Is that, have I got that right? Is that how you're feeling? To tap in so that they know that you are there, present. Um, so one thing that this article talks about is doing active ignoring, which is actually ignoring the negative behavior so if they start to whine argue or they use inappropriate language or outbursts is to sort of turn your back turn your face or turn your body or leave the room but as soon as they do something positive it is to turn close to them praise them and sort of come closer so I don't have any experience of doing this active ignoring I guess I don't leave the room but I do not um in the middle of tantrums when my kids were really young, I did not pander to the outbursts, sort of the throwing on the floor and all of that sort of stuff that can happen. Um, so I, I don't maybe give that special attention, but I've never left a room, but I thought that was interesting. Another tip is using positive attention. So this is the most powerful tool that a parent can use to influence a child's behavior. It's attention. It's like candy. It is, we must not underestimate. So really, really focus on praise and giving a child a lot of attention. Be sincere, be enthusiastic and be genuine. And I guess, for example, if they're in the middle of a tantrum and maybe some of the coping mechanism is for them to take a deep breath, then you can say, I like the fact that you took a deep breath and you can take a deep breath with her or him as well and join them. Another tip is to give them clear expectations. So very clear, very short expectations. 
and have consistent routines and have a dependable structure for your child. So like for me, what I do is part of my morning routine, at some point I have to go and have a shower. So I'll leave my daughter and I'll say to her, I'm just going up to the shower. When I come back, I'd like you to take a new vitamin and have your socks on. I do it every day. Does it happen every day? Is another question. But I do it every day. So there's an expectation that she has when I come down. That's what needs to happen. Um, so then if we have to move to the next part of the routine, I don't really get meltdowns because she understands what is the next step and what's expected of her. I think this transition periods are so fascinating to me for adults, for children changing from doing one thing to another and usually children are really focused on doing something they enjoy and when you try to pull them out from that it's usually to do something that maybe that they don't want to that they may not enjoy so you might find there's some resistance they might be distracted they may try to negotiate or they may try to avoid you or or you know they may just have a full-blown meltdown managing these transition periods is a few things one is I give options. So, for example, you can say, um, in order to reduce outbursts and to increase your kids' compliance, you can say, okay, it's bedtime. You can either get ready for bed now and then we'll read the story together or you stay here for 10 minutes and there's no story because you're trying to get her to move to the next stage of the bedtime routine. And then my kid is like, nope, I'm off, I'm up, I'm going to go brush my teeth because I want the story. So that's one, one good thing that you can do. Another good way is to cope ahead. So if there's an event that's coming up, it's going to be an emotionally challenging situation, I think it's really good to take some time out when you're both calm to talk about what's coming, any negative emotions that arise, and then what is the plan to get through it. So it might be, for example, you're going to say grandma's and something happened at grandma's last time. So create time to talk about what happened, how the child felt about it, and the fact they're going again, and maybe you can explore in advance what stressful situation could happen and put a plan in place to mitigate against whatever's going to happen. So you can also in that time acknowledge how upset or frustrated or angry your child was at that thing that happened. Together come up with a plan that what she will be allowed to do or not. Um, so create a plan, make it, it's got to be co-created so you get their buy-in. Um, another thing that's really good is um, if an event has happened in the day, maybe your kid had a meltdown or something happened in a shop, create some time at the end of the day. I mean, I do this to talk with my kid and we talk about what happened and what we could have done that was different. And it's really important because your child then might remember next time when he's starting to feel overwhelmed because you can come up, come up with a plan of what you could have done differently to avoid what happened and come what happened. Um, and then what I think is really fascinating in this article, it talks about spending five minutes a day. Five minutes a day, even a small amount of time set aside every day for mom and dad to do something chosen by the child is really help, helpful for your ch children to manage stress because it's a time of positive connection and it's just attending to the child. So even if your kid is having a bad time at school, for example, they may come home and look forward to those five minutes a day and it's going to be uninterrupted. But when you do, I have to encourage you that when you do 
create some time with your child. Do not be distracted. Do not have the TV on. Do not check your emails. It's just not, do not put your phone on, put your phone away. Give your kid the five, 10 minutes that they need and then come back. This is such powerful stuff, the power of attention and giving your child some space, some heads up, heads up to what's going on and then create some space afterwards to reflect on what's happened. All these things will help your child with tantrums, self-regulate. And obviously at different ages, this is something even as adults you can do with your partner. Um, I mean, even older children, this is a sort of a way of living with your children where you can sort of create these opportunities to help with transition. I wish you all the best implementing all these things. And you know what? It, you may not do them 100% of the time. This is one thing I wanted to say that I do a lot of these things a lot of the time, but you just, it needs to maybe, to, even if it's 80% of the time or 70% of the time, you'll start to see the benefits. For me, I see it like, you know, weight loss or you're trying to lose weight. You just have to keep making better choices. It might be apple, not chocolate today. You know, every day you're, you're faced with these two choices. Which one are you going to go, the fruit and the veg or the candy and the chocolate? And the more times you do the fruit and the veg, the more likely you're going to get close to see change. So keep trying to make the changes um, and hopefully you'll start to see better relationships, better interactions with your children. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed this and we'll speak soon. So please do follow me on YouTube. I'm on YouTube now, guys. So please subscribe, Motherhood Mentor for Me or Jeanette Binion. You'll find me. Thanks.